I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 364 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, guys, I've got a dad that you've most likely seen on one of the smash hit TV shows that he starred in. Sam Jager joins me today. He played Joel Graham on the NBC family drama Parenthood. He appeared on the last season of Handmaid's Tale, and he's going to be a season regular on the upcoming season. He plays a major role in season two of The Politician, which begins dropping new episodes on Friday. He has also starred in Why Women Kill, and you've seen him in movies such as American Sniper and Behind Enemy Lines. Sam Jager will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with actor Sam Jager was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And as I said, you can see Sam Jager on the season two premiere of The Politician on Friday on Netflix. I know that many of you guys out there have been hitting that Netflix and Hulu pretty hard during the COVID lockdown. Quite a few of you have reached out to me and asked me to get some actors on the podcast here, so I responded with quite a few of them. If you missed out on any of last week's action, I was joined here by longtime NCIS star Sean Murray and SWAT's Kenny Johnson. A few of you have also asked me to get some singers and musicians on the podcast, and I recently had boy band legends Sean Stockman of Boys to Men and Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. So I encourage you to go back through the last couple of weeks of episodes here and check out the ones that you missed. I got to say thank you to all of you listeners out there, especially those of you who keep hitting me up with emails and DMs with suggestions. I do my best to reply to each and every one of you, so keep them coming. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with actor Sam Jager. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Mellon. Mellon has designed a hat in collaboration with Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols and the Lone Survivor Foundation. This united hat is designed to bring us together as a nation, as a global community, and as neighbors. It is designed to inspire hope in one another and to work together towards positive outcomes. This united hat stands for getting things back on track and working together to get us there. United we stand. The Lone Survivor Foundation will be donating $10 for every Mellon United hat sold. The Lone Survivor Foundation provides a no-cost post-traumatic program to help U.S. service members, veterans, and their families recover from combat trauma. Visit Mellon or tap the link in today's show notes and rock your United Mellon hat today. United, we stand. Uh, Joining me now, First Class Father, Sam Jager. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, let's do this. Uh, How many kids do you have and how old are they? I got four kids. Uh, the oldest is 25, my stepdaughter, and then I have three boys, 10, 5, and 3. Wow, okay. What type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? The, the 10-year-old is into karate, and uh, all of them are into Legos. They're all into, uh, um, I mean, they, they, the, the interesting thing about this uh this quarantine is that uh it's just wonderful to see how beautifully they play together uh you know i mean we're gonna have tussles but 
they're all really affectionate boys. And so they, you know, I can hear them around the house kind of negotiating and, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm comforted by the fact that they, they not only play well, but argue well, you know? Yeah. It's definitely one of the hitting, hidden blessings in this entire thing is the family getting a chance to spend so much more time together and it kind of forces them to get creative uh, and to work their way through the arguments and settle it on their own. And so uh, it gives them the liberty to do that, which is, is our uh, byproducts of this entire quarantine thing, which is cool to see. Yeah, you got it. Uh, if you could, Sam, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Uh, I'm an actor. I, I, I've been an actor for 21 years professionally. Um, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to be in a show called Parenthood and uh, got to, at the time, I, I only had my stepdaughter when we started and then uh, had my first son, and I think my second son over the course of that six-year run. So it was kind of fun to take what I was experiencing in life and, and apply it to work. So, uh, and then since then, just uh, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in The Handmaid's Tale uh, and also uh, this year, uh, uh, The Politician, which is the show from Netflix coming out in uh, in June. Yeah, good stuff, Sam. So um, about how old were you then when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, well, I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I guess, 23. Yeah, about 23 when um, my daughter, then my, my girlfriend and, and her her daughter moved in and so i i went from being a, a bachelor living with two other guys to uh living with my girlfriend and 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 daughter and trying to figure out what all that meant um but fortunately she had a she has a great a, a great dad and and stepmom and at the time you know my wife and i didn't know where we were going we just knew we were deeply in love and so i could just kind of be in uh, my daughter's life as a friend and I didn't feel the uh, I didn't feel any pressure to kind of be a father figure to her I could just be there with her and and, and show her that I cared her and cared for her and, and loved her and um, and then it was about the boy 12 years 12 or 13 years later that uh, I, I found out I was going to be a uh, a dad to a uh, someone of my own blood, and uh, and that was you know that was a that was a pretty interesting time. I think I had put a lot of pressure on myself, even though I had already been a a, a stepfather, to be you know to kind of instill my children with all these wonderful traits and and lead them in in these in these ways that I thought I should, but. You know, my dad didn't do that. He didn't. Uh, he didn't try to teach me life lessons. He was just a good example of how to care for other people, and uh, I try to do that now. Yeah, and on that, Sam, what are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids? That's a good question. Um, empathy, I think, is the most important. Uh, trying to find, you know, it's one of the reasons I became an actor, uh, is to try and find these, uh, you know, 
to try and get into someone else's shoes and and really understand understand them because if you can do that there's there's no hate it's just understanding and i think the world now is so quick to hate and dismiss and i think technology while it's allowed us many great liberties it's also given us restrictions you know there's uh we start to like things on social media or, or on whatever app we're on, and it navigates us in a direction that kind of slowly narrows our our worldview. And I think I think that's hopefully something in the next ten years that, that technology helps to to mitigate the damage it's done by showing people more of what they love and less of things that challenge them. And I think I'm a better person for being challenged by not only um, not only my wife, who is has a, a much more loving worldview than I, but also by my siblings. You know, my 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 oldest brother is a, a very um, ultra conservative, and my sister is very liberal. And those are two vantage points that I I can glean from. You know, because they're both equally loving people and yet they choose to they, they they see the world in remarkably different ways and so long as i can meet them uh where they're at um it just fosters more love and these boys are going to grow up uh, with different views on life but they hopefully will have such an understanding of one another and such empathy that uh they'll be able to stay united yeah, very well said, Sam. What, what about as far as uh, as discipline goes? Uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father, and is it different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Well, you know, I got different kids than the ones my parents had. <laughs> uh, my my 10-year-old is was so challenging to begin with. Um, he was uh, he was he wasn't born with uh, on the on the spectrum, but he had similar needs that were kind of adjacent to that so he you know he just needed tangible affection and uh he needed uh you know he's he's all about justice and, and so he's all about fairness and what's fair and what isn't and the second he sniffs out something that's not fair for him at 10 of course uh <laughs> it's hard for him to steer around that so uh yeah so my you know my, my my parents were very were very loving but they you know they i was the last of four kids and so they they just were trying to survive <laughs> and fortunately they loved each other and loved us and that that did the most work that they took time that they genuinely still care about all of us equally and that they're equally fascinated by my job as an actor and my sister's job as a nurse and my oldest sister who was a guidance counselor and is the mother of four kids and and you know it's just uh that's the thing that i i take from how they they raised us and i try to uh you know i try to take every opportunity I have to communicate the love I have for these boys because I kind of feel like I'm just a conduit for the love that I received as a, as a young boy. You know? Yeah. 
Very cool, Sam. And I know that you've been staying busy here during the quarantine. You got a video series that you've been uh, uh, working on, uh, the, the a Common Canyon. Uh, what was that all about? What was the genesis of that? And what is it? What is it all about? All right, dads, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Manscaped. Manscaped has precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Let's face it, guys, we're all waiting for those barbershops to open up again because our hair has grown out of control during the COVID lockdown. But with Manscaped's third-generation lawnmower, you don't have to wait to shave that unwanted hair below the belt. And let's be honest, guys, when it comes to the bedroom, no woman wants to walk in and find that love muscle buried in the bushes. Get a smooth shave under your shorts with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the waterproof cordless lawnmower 3.0. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners get 20% off plus free shipping by using the code FATHER at manscaped.com. Visit manscaped.com or tap the link in the show notes. Use the code FATHER and save 20% off. And enjoy all that extra attention she'll give you when she finds that bald eagle. And I know that you've been staying busy here during the quarantine. You got a video series that you've been uh, uh, working on, uh, the, the a Common Canyon. Uh, what was that all about? What was the genesis of that? And what is it, what is it all about? Yeah. Well, you know, this is... Uh... This is an unheralded time for parents. You know, it's it's never before have we been as challenged in our relationships, not just with one another, but with our children. And they've seen us, I mean, they've certainly seen my wife and I at our worst, at our most fragile, at our most confused. At, uh, and um, and so Common Canyon is an, is an extension of that. You know, it's it's it was a moment for me to kind of clarify for myself what this is all about and to make sense of it, uh, for my wife and I, but also for my kids somewhere down the line that they can look at this video series and, and really have some perspective on just how challenging this time has been. And, uh, and hopefully it's, it's something that other parents and people can, can watch and identify with because it's, it's an unflinching look at, at uh, what we're doing, you know, at the confines of this situation and how, though it is so trying, there are some real small joys that we can find. And like I said, watching my sons uh, negotiate with one another, to apologize to one another without us prompting it, to, you know, that's, that's, that's a, real, a real gift. And so this time is, can... can it can tear families apart, but it can also be an, an opportunity to, to do what I think our society has needed to do for a long time, which is slow down, be present with one another, take each other in, because we're not escaping, you know. So the better we communicate to our children right now and to one another as spouses, um, the easier it is to, to make it through this time. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Sam. Very well said. And I, I think that as we do move forward here and get six months, a year down the line and get back to sort of the, the hustle bustle of the real world, we'll look back and kind of miss this time where things did slow down and we had a chance to spend this time together. So I think uh, yeah. you're trying to stay present and enjoy it while it's going on is difficult and challenging, but it can also be uh, uh, very rewarding if, if we give it a chance. So yeah. um uh, and, and, and you mentioned there, too, that, you know, you play, obviously, in The Handmaid's Tale. Are, are there any roles as an actor that you specifically won't take because you're a father? Or does that come into play at all when you choose which roles you're going to pick? Well, it becomes more difficult um, 
just because of location, you know, Handmaid's Tale shoots in Toronto, so that's a, its own negotiation. Uh, politicians shot a lot in in, uh, in New York City, uh, so that's the that's the that's the big challenge. I, I don't feel uh, that I won't take something if it's a if it's a bad guy or you know if if I, I'm able to look at the the work as um, you know, kind of does it does it help? Does it do some real good uh, for society? Which I think I'm, I'm more attuned to now as a father than I was before. But you know, when I started out in acting, I was like, I'm only going to do things that my my grandmother would be proud of. Mm. And then that lasted like a year. And then I was like, okay, just just things maybe my parents are proud of. And that lasted another year. And I was like, I, th- I think I'm just going to do, you know, my my standards for what I, I thought I should do, you know, were all uh, knocked down once I was like, well, that pays for a month of living. And so I was able to, uh, to curb that. And, and you mentioned there, too, uh, uh, the politician. We got season two dropping soon here. What can we expect to see out of this season? It's a... Uh, uh, it's a it's a pretty sensational show. I mean, it's it's it kind of runs that uh, that line between really serious and 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 really dark, <laughs> and it shows uh, it shows what a sordid world uh, the political realm is. You know, it's it's uh, there's very few people in it that you you trust, and, but that doesn't mean it's not entertaining. You know, I think it's it's. It's kind of like Succession that that, uh, that that we're we gravitate towards seeing how just how horrible mankind can be to one another, and and yet looking for some sort of sort of morality in there. But my character is seems very easygoing and likable, and uh, throughout the season we see that that's really not the case. So, yeah. And I know that we have uh, Father's Day coming around the corner here. What is the perfect Father's Day look like for you? Boy. Well, I'd love to be with my father on Father's Day, but he's back in Ohio. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I I just think spending time with the boys and really trying to get out in the world. You know, I came to this realization at the beginning of the year I told my wife, you know, honey, I really, I think the boys are old enough now. My my three-year-old's almost four. And we can almost start to get out and explore an adventure. You know, the first three years of a kid's life, you're just trying to make sure that they're safe. And then you can start to kind of venture out. And this this quarantine has made it all the more uh, necessary to try and just get some nature in, you know, in our our, our view and so hopefully maybe we'll take a walk or I, I, I don't have much I don't have many expe- expectations for Father's Day just being with these kids and and uh, and watching them like I'm watching my son right now he's literally just he's picked one of our flowers and is uh, and is examining it uh, and I mean just that I'm not running around right now and I'm able to see this that's a another great luxury of of this time yeah awesome and what, what about as far as your plans and goals for the future here what's coming up next for you what can we expect to see well I'm heading off to do Handmaid's Tale once once this all clears but also in the interim I'm I'm uh directing a feature that I've I've written and it's uh 
a very contained uh, film about a, a man who uh, is a security installation, uh, uh, a security system installer, and starts to spy on a, on a couple that he installed a security system for. So it's a very dark film noir, and it's set here in Los Angeles. And, uh, um, you know, it kind of came out all, all the hate crimes and, and, and so forth over the past couple of years and trying to make sense of that and what uh, what our role is as as white males. So it's uh, it's a challenging piece, but it's an entertaining thriller and, and uh, it's going to be really difficult to put on. But I, I think, especially with uh, COVID-19, but, uh, you know, it's something I, I really believe in and, and and uh, I'll, I'll direct that this summer, and, and it'll be available next year. Awesome, Sam. And the last thing I want to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, that's a good one. You know, I I think one, I think one time, I think one thing I've been thinking about lately with with this this downtime, I guess you'd call it, is um, I think the the role of the father has has changed. You know, we forever have, have been the uh, put the the onus of being the provider um, on ourselves, and the definition of providing has changed so much. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that. Right now, it's about providing uh, a foundation for our boys and girls. Like letting them know that they're loved is is really our highest aim, and communicating that we are fallible, that we aren't on a pedestal, that we, you know, like looking at this last month, you know, we 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 do stumble as parents, but we're human. And yet we can always come back and show them love and communicate to them what was going on in our minds at that time. You know, my wife is a great example. My wife is is uh, is quick to to temper, much quicker than I am. But she always comes back and apologizes to our boys and explains to them what's going on and why she was frustrated. Because it's easy to get frustrated with three boys in the kitchen when it's dinner time. I <laughs> mean... But if you can just show your kids and communicate to them where you're at and why you did these things and that it's no, uh, it, it doesn't change the love we have for them. then I think we, we will have succeeded as, as parents, as fathers. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Sam Jager, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, my friend. It's been a joy.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sam Jager for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it in. I got a lot more action coming your way this week. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all of the upcoming guest announcements. I've got a very special guest that will be joining me here on Friday to take you into the Father's Day weekend. And I got another banger on Monday to take you out of it. So follow me on Instagram. Find out all the upcoming guest announcements here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.